Okay. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? <laughs> is that a problem? It's too late now, isn't it? It's I can't really now. change my voice. Sorry, you need to go back yeah. and get born again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Layers, a conversation about building brands with more depth. So a good place to start is to quickly intro ourselves because what we do for a living is make brands. So every time we do a project comes with a bit of, bit of insight and we thought we'd share some of that insight as we roll along. And I think the first place to start is to talk about what is a brand? And it seems like a simple question, oftentimes with a simple answer, yeah. but quite often it's the case that we have a narrow view of what brand is. Sure. So question is, what is a brand? Yeah, I mean, I think if we if we start with maybe what that narrow view might be, um, you know, what do most people think about when they hear the word brand? You know, and I think if we talk about clients that come and meet with us too, you know, it's also like just something they think they need to get done. You know, I need to get my brand sorted or fixed or, or done like it's this fixed thing, or, you know, or set of deliverables. But, you know, I think... The obvious answer is it's like your logo. You know, that's what everyone thinks of when they think of their brand. But I think that perception is is obviously quite quite small. And, you know, we know from experience and we'll talk about it today that there's obviously a lot more that goes into to what your brand is. But, but also the end result, you know, what is it actually doing for your business? But also, you know, it's a living, breathing thing, I guess, as, as we see it. So, mm. you know, we'll touch on, touch on that. You know, I think the... The perception is definitely changing. You know, people are starting to understand that, you know, it's, it's more than a logo. But I guess we're here to, to chat about even more depth to, to what that is and all the layers that go into a brand. Yeah, I mean, why, why do people think that it's just a logo? Like, how has that perception arisen? Yeah, I, I think it's like brand is a funny term. You know, it's a little bit like design too. Like, people think of design as just something is how it looks but really like design is any decisions that you make into how something functions as well and mm. you know works and exists and all that sort of stuff and i think it's the same with brand you know it just gets distilled down into the most obvious and historical thing of what people think of you know the logo is is the first thing you see obviously and and you know it's in a way it is kind of the vessel for for everything else that we'll talk about mm. um you know I'm sure that logos were invented in the first place to do that job, you know, to, to be the insignia of a, of a business, you know. So it's obvious, I guess, when you think about it like that as to why that's what people think of as a brand. And I think the other thing too is the, the broader concepts just a bit harder to wrap your head around or, mm. or think about or, you know, people think of brand and branding as the designer's job or the agency's job, whereas all the other things I guess that we would see that go into a brand are I guess usually handled or seem to be handled by a different department. You know, HR deals with culture, so that's a HR issue. It's not mm. a branding issue, that sort of thing. So So when you when you personally think brand, <laughs> like what are the things that how, how do you break it down? How do you analyze it? How yeah. do you look at it? I think that that's where it's like, you know, we can talk about and we will, I guess that it's more than your logo, it's the rest of your visual identity and what you say and all those sorts of things. But I think the actual word itself, brand, is really more about what do people think and feel about your business, mm. you know? Yeah, that's, I agree. 
those other things are really just tools to influence that outcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think brand, first and foremost, is, is a feeling more than yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you think about any of the... Any of the brands that you love or that I love, it's. I think it's a feeling more yeah. than anything. It's, it's like an undercurrent that exists, you know. Yeah, and that's where it does tie back to the logo because it's. It becomes what a feelings and association do you have when you see that logo? Yeah, yeah, but definitely. It's the actual feelings and thoughts and perceptions and, yeah. and you know wants that you have or desires for that brand. That is the brand, you know. To yeah. me. Um, yeah, I'm, because so much of brand we think about as being as being identity mm-hmm. and as being that sort of the front front facing the the, the show so to speak yeah, the good looks the good looks but but to get that that feeling across there's there's a lot of nuanced territory to go yeah. through and that's i guess some of the things we'll, we'll try and unpack yeah i think that's the other thing too i mean i sort of see it in a way sometimes as like everyone's individual perception of your brand is like a bucket Mm. And every experience that you have with that brand is then tipping something more into that bucket, you know? Yes. So it's not even something that just happens once and then that's your perception of the brand forever. It's actually something that builds and evolves over time. Pretty much every time you have some sort of interaction, whether you see an ad or walk into a store or buy a product or, you know, even experience that product or service over time, meet the people behind the brand, that's all adding to your perception and feeling it's going to you know go up and down depending on whether you're having positive or negative experiences i mean if if brand is a feeling and and i think well i think the other aspect of a brand is 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 its role in attracting attention because mm-hmm. and that's definitely the role that identity plays in, in brand but brand is about trust as well mm, absolutely that's that's a key feeling that you want to create i mean that's the thing again it's not that's where like if you just focus purely on the visuals you know you're not going to get all the way to where you want to go because mm. there's all these different feelings that you want to create and it's all those elements and experiences combined that create those feelings, you know, whether it's trust, confidence, desire, passion, you know, there's, there's a whole range of things depending on your brand as well. Yeah. You're really trying to prioritize and create within that brand perception and feeling. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, and so when we talk about the layers that, that actually influence a brand and th- these are all the sort of the unseen things, the, the things that, that are required to, to build the baseline behind a brand and, and often uh, we've talked obviously about how, how brand is, is often associated with identity and identity only. Yeah. Um, but, but when I think about brand, I also think about it being the earliest kernel um, of a brand is, is actually... The, the mission so oftentimes the when when a founder's involved they're, they're trying to they're trying to make a change they're they're, they're trying to put their values into a into a brand and yeah. and that's almost like the the very the very baseline and where it starts but then that then shifts to positioning as well too sure. and um you may or may not have heard of positioning but positioning is something that you know we we play in that space a lot yeah. and i mean just to explain positioning, I mean, what is positioning and, and like, what, why is it important? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, like what you said there about it, it being about mission and values and what's driving the business or idea or, or whatever, the brand in the first place, Yeah, is that, okay, well, we need to take all of that and then turn it into a brand, you know, or, or the brand layers that, that will ultimately influence those 
um, perceptions that we talked about. And so positioning really is just that first step of actually clarifying all those things, you know, who is this business? What are they offering? Who's it for? What makes it unique? Like you can't do all this other stuff until you have that, you know, really clear because that's, that's what makes all those other elements that are to come, you know, that Mm. much more powerful and consistent, but a huge part of it really is, you know, authenticity and also those things being created to drive that original mission, you know, or to fulfill it or to put it out there in the world, you know, in a really clear way. It's why positioning and clarity is so important. You need to know what you're trying to say and how you're trying to say it before you even start opening your mouth. Yeah, and positioning is like super strategic as well too mm. because it's it's a way of being able to position yourself away from Absolutely, your, your yeah. competitors. Yeah. Um, and and oftentimes when you look at the biggest brands, it's by design. Oh, you wouldn't realize that, but yeah, but course. but it's but all of that can be kind of attributed back to positioning. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so then if positioning is is one of those cornerstones, one of the pillars to, to brands, if we're to shift away from that, one of the other layers um, that that is contained within a brand is is this tone of voice or the personality, and that usually manifests in messaging and copywriting. Yeah. But what what aspects of, of tone of voice and messaging are important for brand? What, like, why is that? Why is that even a factor? Yeah, I mean, I think two of the biggest things that definitely come to mind with messaging is that so many people that we talk to, like, they just they have a really good idea, or the, they know themselves what they're trying to say, but then they just don't know how to say it. So, messaging is so much about clarifying and communicating that brand story you know like they they can tell you all about it you know face to face or over a half an hour conversation but distilling that down into some brand messages that you can take to the world and and you know um have someone immediately understand what you're trying to say is is not easy um but also then i think it's it's a huge place to show that authenticity again and personality as you mentioned of the brand you know like the written word is is where, you know, the people behind the brand often really come out and what they're trying to say, obviously, is is distilled. And, you know, we often talk about it, the positioning part, and it, it bleeds a lot into the messaging, is almost being like holding a mirror up to the, the people behind the brand and the brand itself, you know. So it's it's actually how do we best reflect their personality and their passion, you know, because it's got to be authentic, you know, to ultimately last. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about that just in, yeah. in our studio. It's like there's no point being a company projecting a personality that you can't own authentically exactly, because yeah. you can't – you can never back that up. Yeah. Like you might be able to put that up as your veneer, as your brand identity, but when people actually meet you in the flesh or they come in and experience your, your store and your services and, and it fails to meet that expectation of, of the, the brand personality – there's a real disconnect there yeah, and exactly. that's why the personality piece really makes is very important in yeah. all of this. I mean, that's a great example too of why it's so important for all these layers to line up, you know, because it's exactly like you talked about there. It's like if your personality on your website is completely different to your in-person personality, like people just will instantly switch off and think it's all fake, you know. Yeah. Like <clears throat> so it's about being, about being real and, you know, that will come through like – if you think about most of the the brands that you're most 
affiliate with or feel an affinity towards it's because their personality is similar to yours or you know it's a personality that you want to associate with yeah um, yeah i mean i guess i was, I was going to throw in there too i mean we we are living in hyper competitive times sure. where it's it's really easy to spin up a company and to be to be in the market and i think brand is becoming even more important uh in in modern modern times because because it is so easy for for you to start up a business and oftentimes you're finding there's only a degree of separation like personality alone mm. can can be the factor yeah for yeah for, for a huge differentiator let's let's even just assume that brand identity is exactly the same so like one firm looks exactly the same as another but you're saying different things mm. with a different with a different tone and different inflection yeah. that can be the difference between yeah. between winning and not yeah and I think as well the I mean the last thing for me on positioning and messaging together is that often, or I'd say almost always, forms this foundation that we see for brands that just then last for years and years. You know, it's, yeah, it's important to distinguish between messaging and even just basic copywriting, or even like more campaign-driven ideas, where it's like this is what we're going to say, you know, on a poster for for a month, you know, as a marketing campaign. Like messaging, we see as really foundational. It's the the core things that you want to say and communicate and. You know, if you're doing, you know, things will evolve, of course, but if you're doing them, you know, if you're starting with that mission and clear purpose, like often what you want to say about that is going to last. I mean, we have clients who we did messaging for them five years ago and they're still using that same content on social media posts today because it's so, so much about the core fundamentals of their brand you know, it's yeah. still relevant. Yeah, it's a great point. And because really you've got this this core framework, which which houses all those, those you know, d- do not break, you know, <laughs> m- messages. Yeah. And then you've also got this tactical element that can, yeah, that can kind of bounce a little bit. Yeah. Like it, it can shift, but as long as you're, you're always referencing this core messaging and framework personality, and yeah, personality, personality. Um, then you're always going to stay on brand. You're always going to be true to brand. Okay, cool. So, I mean, so we've got, so we've had pillars of, of positioning, of tone and voice and messaging. Once you've got those pillars in place, that allows us to shift into brand identity, usually in, the, in our process. Yep. Um, so, what's involved in brand identity? Like, what, what makes a great identity to start with? Yeah. I mean, this is the, the obvious thing that people think of when they think of a brand, you know, yeah. the logo itself. I mean, we always try and shift that conversation very quickly from a logo to a visual identity. And, you know, if we think of your positioning and as your personality and what you say, then, you know, the visual identity is the good looks part of it. Um, and in a lot of ways, I guess, you know, the logo itself is, is kind of meant to be that one, one single, you know, version of your identity. But, you know, if you think about it, especially in these days with the, the internet and everything, you never just see the logo, right? Like, well, very rarely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's that whole plethora of visual tools, I guess, that you have or, you know, look and feel. Um, you know, so it goes across photography, like, is a huge part of your visual identity. You know, what photography style do you use? How do you showcase your people and environment to the world, you know, in a visual way? Um, you know, and that's again, where that links back to personality, you know, your photography style should reference your brand personality. personality. Yeah. Um, there's other things like, you know, patterns and graphical elements and, 
you know, colors and style, you know, a lot of that goes into creating that bigger visual identity. And then a huge part of it, again, comes back to consistency. You know, if you're going to look a certain way on your website, you should look that same way in your printed materials. Ideally, you should look that way, you know, even in your physical environment. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I mean, even though we've been in this game for almost a decade now, I'm still almost always blown away by, by just that simple change of typeface mm. can change the way that you feel about Absolutely. a brand, like yeah. sans serif versus sans. Yeah. Like it, 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 it blows me away that you can, you can make that small little change and, and that can make you feel differently about a yeah. brand. The shape of an M, you know, from yeah. one font to the next is yeah. totally Co- different. Colors. I mean, oh, colors, sure. colors are a huge factor. Yeah. Okay, so identity, I mean, once once you've built up all of these, I mean, we're starting to build layers into yep. a brand and it's, it's obviously always referencing um, these, these foundational parts of a brand. But once you've got to the point of brand identity, then that allows you to create, uh, I guess, assets. Yeah. And, and when I, we talk about assets, we're talking about things like um, whether it's a digital platform, it's a website, whether it's a social print, environmental branding, but once you've got that, it allows you then to, to then start to think about how you play out the communication pieces. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Once you've got the, that foundation of, of those things you just touched on, then it's kind of executing that and taking that out to the world, you know. Yeah. Those things become the, the common hymn sheet that everyone's, you know, singing from or should be. Yeah. Um, you know, those things you sort of, I guess you know, become the bedrock of yeah. everything else. And yeah, I mean, why I mean, why, why is that important though? Like that you do all of those things to then arrive at this point where, like so let, let's take an example of build, building a website. Like yeah. why is it important to, to input a, a, a high level of brand within those, within those touch points? Yeah, I mean, web to me is such a great, um, a great sort of example of where brand, you know, culminates and comes to life, you know. Mm-hmm. Web, obvious, you know, it's sort of blatantly obvious in, in this day and age, but, you know, it's going to be often the first impression that someone has of your brand. You know, they're going to chuck your name into Google because they heard about you from from someone at a networking event. Yeah. And what's, you know, the first thing that's going to pop up is your, is your website. So if brand is all about perception and creating good feelings and thoughts and wants and desires, then, you know, you want that first impression to be a good one. So, you know straight away it's got to imbue all that visual identity that you've created in terms of design of the website um but then very quickly beyond that you know it becomes about the messaging and the story that you're trying to tell it also would you know is the place to define your offering and how it's different how you do it you know um some cases it's even the place where people are making that purchase decision you know and handing over their credit card details so yeah web is obviously crucial um it can be the the total difference between whether you even you even find out that they found out about you, you know. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing I think about when when it comes to creating the assets is that, it, it, like, for example, with a website, that could be the first interaction that you're having with with a customer. So that could yeah. be a first time interaction, or somebody could see your bus shelter poster, or you know, they might see some sort of piece of printed collateral. That's the first interaction. So. It's that attention and trust is is so imperative at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as you say, 
attention is is fickle and even more so every day you know these days so that first impact you know you've got to make it a good one yeah um and that's where we often see that that visual and that very first headline message you know because messaging before we didn't really touch on this but is a lot about hierarchy as well you know sort of organizing the hundred things that you could say into key themes and then within those themes creating some sort of hierarchy of what are the most important things that I could say. Yeah. And often a website homepage is, is the combination of that. Combine those most important messages with your visual style and that's what creates that, you know, attention grabbing or engagement to, to stick around and learn more. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. That's a big pickup actually because I often think about some of the best brands globally and also locally is – simplicity is at the heart of these yep. but simplicity is actually really difficult to achieve <laughs> it's the hardest thing, it's yeah. the hardest thing right i mean i think about most of what we do is actually creating clarity for our clients you know yeah it's like as you know messaging is a great idea they've got a hundred things that they want to say and you know when they first think about it they see them all as completely even or you know like how do i distill that down into you know two or three lines of copy and that's that's where we come in i guess in all the cases Cool. Okay. So, I mean, we've we've sort of unpacked a few of the layers here, yeah. and and we're going to dive into to some of those layers in in future podcasts as well too. Where we'll, we'll go yeah. a little bit deeper on brand identity. We'll go a little bit deeper on positioning, and and kind of really get into the nuts and bolts of it, yeah. and go down that rabbit hole. I mean, there's so much more that we can touch on too. You know, it's we see branders. You know, who do you hire? Like, what do you people like? Yes. Know, how do you train them? What do you do to retain them? You know, what's your, your company culture? Like that's a huge part of brand. Obviously how you interact with your customers and again, not just online, but you know, in person, over the phone, whatever, you know, all that, all those touch points and experiences are going into that bucket, you know, to build that overall impression over time. You know, what does your, your location and your environment look like? I know this is one that you're big time on. Yeah. You know, it's usually the, just not even considered at all, I'd say, you know, in terms of, especially for like a lot of service businesses or whatever, where it's just our office looks like our office, you know, retail is a bit different. They obviously, you know, have a bit more of a brand presence, but, you know, it's so important. Um, yeah, I mean, physical location is, is a big one. And it's, and it's overlooked now because, I mean, I think there's a few factors here when it comes to environmental branding and that, um, you know, a lot of us are working out of co-working spaces now mm. or, you know, we're working out of office locations where the client doesn't necessarily come and visit all that often. Yeah. Um, so we, we think about those spaces and think that they're a little bit redundant, but but that's not really the case because yeah. your employees and your team uh, are working within these environments and and branding has a huge impact on them. Oh, uh, for sure. And, yeah. and, you know, I think we often think about brand as being something – that's external, it's for, for bringing in customers, but it's actually a, a great retention and hiring strategy mm. as well as to, sure. to go deeper on, yeah. on brand. And then it's only then going to be projected back outwards too because all those staff and how they feel about the brand, they're going to put that out in the world Yeah, and that's going to create more, more perception about brand. But I mean, even to touch on something you just said there around like, the type of office you even choose, you know, is part of your brand, like, you mentioned co-working there and it's like we even have clients who I would say whether it's totally conscious or somewhat subconsciously have chosen their work environment to feel more modern and different, you know, than other people in their industry. So 
even just deciding, okay, where's our office going to be, you know, is a part of defining your brand, you know, that people wouldn't think of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this this just really kind of goes to this larger point. The brand has so many tentacles mm, that reach exactly. into so many different parts of, of your business. And 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 it, it, when you consider everything as a as a whole to, to make up a brand, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And and it's not an easy task yeah. either. Like especially if you're a startup brand or even if you're an established brand as well, too. I think it's it's it's, it's a challenge. And yeah. you've got to you've got to take each piece and 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 start to bite and chew on each piece to try and figure out how to make it better, how to strengthen it. Yeah. Well, that's the, the that is yeah. the the very first step is that you've got to consider these things, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've actually got to start thinking about them as a choice about your brand and what's the effect that that's going to have on your customers and how they feel about you over time, you know, and not just think about them in terms of either financials or other practicalities, you know. Yeah. It's going to happen whether you think about it or not, you know. Where you choose your office is going to affect how people feel about your brand, whether you consciously made that decision or not. Absolutely, yeah. All right, well, we should wrap up podcast 001. Yeah. But before we do, uh, we've got an ask of our listeners, which is that we look at five to ten things that you can can actually look into your look into your own identity and and start to figure out um, how you how you impact your, your identity not not simply by looking at the the brand identity itself but but looking at the other pillars and, yeah. and thinking about how you can influence those those pillars that were yeah it's just a bit of an interesting thought exercise I think for people to go away and and think okay well beyond my logo which I've probably got sorted or you know maybe I won't update it or whatever what are five to ten other things that I've never thought of being as part of my brand before that I should now really start to to consider when I think about branding? Cool. All right. Well, the rain's coming down, and that's a good <laughs> good good place to end. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Beautiful. Mark. Thanks, guys. Thanks.